So it, guys, today on What's the Word, we're going to be talking about basically how our life can rise and yeah. fall. One major key that determines whether we go up or whether we go down. And uh, the Bible talks about many different things, but we're just going to be talking about one of those uh, today. And, uh, and obviously, and you can put this in the comments, how many of you like it when your life gets better? Me. I like it when my life gets better as well. Um, but, uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> what? Anyway, so, like, if we want our lives to go up, basically what we need to do is we need to really set our life on the altar of the Word. What does the Word of God yeah. say? And as we, as we read through the Word of God, the Bible says very clearly in Joshua 1.9, it says, it says uh, study this book of instruction, meditate on it day and night. Be careful to do all that is written in it, and you will prosper and succeed in all you do. And that's what God's will is for us. That's mm -hmm. what God's will is for you, is He wants you to prosper. Uh, the book of Proverbs you know, talks about how the path of the righteous is like the morning sun. It just yeah. gets brighter and brighter until full light of day. So God's plan for you, when, when we walk in his plan and in his ways, is for life to just get better and better, brighter and brighter, mm -hmm. uh, and until it's full light of day. You know, mm -hmm. that's what God's will is for us. So if you want to, you know, basically, you know, I'm just saying all that to let you know. That God wants your life to go up. Yeah. God doesn't want your life to be this kind of roller coaster. Yeah, for up sure. and down and up and right. down and up and down. Oh, man, I just got whacked this way and whacked this way. No, that's, that's actually contrary to what the Word of God says. Yeah. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, yeah. or primarily verse 6 says, When you trust in the Lord uh, or you acknowledge Him in all your ways, He'll make your path straight. Not, mm -hmm. not roller coaster, not all, the, all over the place, but straight. Uh, Isaiah says that he goes before you and makes the crooked path straight. So the paths that go all over the place, mm -hmm. God will actually, when we line up with him, he'll go before us and ensure that life isn't a crazy wild roller coaster. But we got to submit ourselves to his ways. Mm -hmm. right. That's, that's the, the key to it. Mm -hmm. um, all of that to really get into uh, what we're talking about now. And uh, did I say turn to Genesis 15? No. Oh, well, if you'll turn with me to Genesis chapter 15, we're going to kind of start there. Um, but in Genesis 15, what we actually end up seeing is we see God show up to a man called Abram. And how many of you know that from the time God showed up to Abram to the end of his life, he went up? Mm -hmm. You know, his, his life was a steady increase. Um, and when God came to him uh, in, in chapter 15, he began to make a covenant with him. He began to talk to him about how I'm going to make you very great yeah. and I'm going to bless you. Um, but... The, am, am I, I might be a little bit ahead of myself. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little bit ahead of myself. Let's go back to verse, or to chapter 12. That was a little bit early. But in chapter 12, when you, this is when God first came to Abram. And what he said to Abram, this is verse 1, Go forth from your country and from your relatives and from your father's house to the land which I will show you. And I will make you a great nation. I will bless you, make your name great. You shall be a blessing, and I will bless those who bless you. And the one who curses you, I will curse and in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Mm -hmm. And then the next verse is this. So Abram went forth as the Lord has spoken to him, and Lot went with him. Yeah. So we see, we see Abram, he's getting ready to go out. He had this massive blessing. And Lot, his nephew, who really, God didn't make this promise to Lot. He made right. that promise to Abram. But Lot saw the promise, and he says, no, I want to connect myself right. with, with my uncle. I want to connect myself with him. And Lot made the decision, I'm going to partner my life with, the, with Abram. I'm going yeah. to make that covenant relationship, that covenant connection with, with my uncle, and I'm going to follow him. 
And we see not too long later in chapter 13, um, verse 2. Now Abram was very rich in livestock and silver and gold. And in verse 5 says this, Now Lot, who went with Abram, also had flocks and herds and Mm -hmm. tents, that the land could not sustain them dwelling together, for their possessions were so great. So because Lot partnered his life with Abram, and Abram partnered himself with Lot, both of their lives began to increase. They began to grow. Mm -hmm. And so what we're talking about today is, is... you know, what determines whether our, our life rises and falls, one of those keys is who you connect yourself right. to, who you connect your life with. Not, not just, you know, yeah. like who, because all of this falls under God's leading and God's direction. Yeah. Um, am I connecting myself with the people? Am I planting myself in the place that God has called me to be? Yeah. Am I connect, not just the place, but with the people that God has called me to connect myself to? Because those covenant connections, those life connections, uh, really determine where our life goes. Yeah. When we break off from that connection, our life will begin to go down. You see that in the life of Lot, and right. we'll get into that. But, but when we connect ourselves with the people that God has placed in our lives, uh, w- covenant connections, th- that, det- that really, you see with Lot, determines the rise and fall. Yeah. Very largely uh, of where our life goes. Mm-hmm. Amen. Go ahead. <laughs> no, you're good. Go ahead. <laughs> well, what I was thinking, um, just about how you were saying, talking about the chaos of, and, you know, how a lot of times it can be easy to expect that my mm-hmm. life is just going to go up and down. And I remember yeah. we actually, when we first met, had that conversation where I was like, I'm just kind of waiting for when the next big chaos happens Mm -hmm. and how that was so much a part of my life was when is something big gonna happen that's Mm -hmm. just gonna like sink me and it's like it's an awful um now that I have revelation on it Mm -hmm. but um to think that God it works that way Mm -hmm. you know what I mean but when we since we've connected ourselves here at Boomerang it's so cool to see how our lives have steadily gone up because Mm -hmm. it was a roller coaster something would attack us but a lot of times we were just trying to uh, figure everything out on our own. But whenever you're able to partner yourself with somebody who's gone before you, yeah. you're able to see what they've already learned from you. And so yeah. it's like the people that we're submitted to, mm-hmm. they're submitted to people who've gone even before them. So it's yeah. like everything, all the revelation that Kenneth Hagen was able to get, that Oral Roberts was able to get, we're able to start to build on their mm-hmm. greatest revelation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so instead yeah. of us trying to tra- trail, blaze a trail, blaze a trail, trail mm-hmm. blaze, uh, blaze a trail, mm-hmm. then we don't have to because somebody else has already made that yeah. path straight. So Lot was able to yeah. benefit from being mm-hmm. just being connected with Abraham. He yeah. had great possessions. Mm-hmm. You know, he didn't have to start on his own, and that was yeah. just really a really cool revelation. Yeah. Well, and yeah. one of the things that it's it's and we talk about this a lot because it's so key mm-hmm. to be submitted to your authorities like mm-hmm. that that's so vital yeah. but one thing I was talking to buddy about before the broadcast is mm-hmm. the Lord was actually talking to me today about the need to ensure connection with the people yeah. that you're in relationship with so yeah. what I mean yeah. by that is everybody watching like I would hear a message like this in the past and I'd be like oh it's gonna be so fun when the Lord tells me who my covenant people are like mm-hmm. that yeah. oh I'm so excited to hear like yeah. I'm praying for relationships and people and I'm not saying you don't do that like you do those things but yeah. I was so determined that God had to like speak it to me audibly mm-hmm. like I will know who all the people I'm to be in relationship with 
that I would miss out on the people that the Lord had already connected mm. me to. Mm. So yeah. for everybody watching right now, you are called to be a part of a house. Like mm. you're called to be a part of a body. Yeah. And the word tells us that the Lord plants the members yeah. in the body yeah. where he chooses them to go. So it's very easy for, well, it should be easy for our flesh to be like, I'm planted for us here. It's I'm planted in boomerang. So I'm connected to Pastor Brian and Pastor Nicole. But if I just left it there, I would miss out on so much other stuff mm -hmm. that I'm supposed to be getting from the body itself, yeah. like mm. Buddy and Serena, mm -hmm. Abby and Marky, yeah. you know, just Chris, Greg, mm -hmm. I'm, tr I'm thinking of all the people watching, Kevin Nowicki, my husband George. If I just solely focused on Pastor Brian and Pastor Nicole and nobody else, mm -hmm. and I only upheld my relationship with them, yeah. I'd be missing out on a mm. life source yeah. because it's not me being planted into pastor soil. It's I'm planted into the soil of the house. Yeah. Yeah. And in yeah. the house, every joint supplies. Yeah. So if I only care about the head, mm -hmm. then I'm going to miss out on everything the arm can do. Mm -hmm. I'm going to miss out on everything the toe can do. Yeah. <laughs> like If all I'm doing is making sure the head is good, mm -hmm. but my shoulders get no attention, my knees don't get attention, like yeah. I'm not esteeming it at all. Mm -hmm. The head can be fine, mm -hmm. but the body will start to mm -hmm. rot. And yeah. what good is the head if there's no body to attach itself yeah. to? It's yeah. not, it has no purpose at that point. Yeah. Pastors can only be pastors if there are people to pastor. Yeah. <laughs> like they can't be a pastor without mm -hmm. without yeah. the sheep. And so I've got to make sure I'm esteeming every person that I'm in covenant with. Yeah. And if God planted me in a house, then every person yeah. planted in the house, I'm in covenant That's with them. Yeah. I'm I'm called to them. Yeah. They're called to me. Yeah. Well, put this in the comments. The people who I, I connect my life to determine whether my life goes yeah. up or down. Mm -hmm. You know, the people who I connect my, my life to determines whether I go up or down. Yeah. And, and, and you can also say this. What I invest into the people that I'm connected to determines whether my That's life goes true. up sure or down. sure does. Because here's the thing. If I'm connecting my life to people, but I'm not investing in those people, you know, and those, pe and those people's lives start to, to go down, what's going to happen to my life? If I'm already connected with them, my life's going to start going down because now I'm not really being able to draw mm -hmm. from, from, yep. from those people as much as I should be. And, uh, you know, you brought up the verse, every joint supplying, and I yeah. just looked it up real quick. It, it's in Ephesians chapter 4. Yeah. You know, it talks about basically this whole chapter, you know, is leading into unity. It talks about how God's given uh, us the fivefold ministry, the apostle, yeah. prophet, mm -hmm. evangelist, pastor, teacher. You know, and, where, and, and their gifts given to us by God which is evidence even in that area yeah. that the apostles, prophet, yeah. evangelists, pastors, teachers that I connect myself to, I need to make sure that I'm being led by the Lord because yeah. they're gifts given by him. And he and he's the one who plants us in that body. And whenever, yeah. Yeah. whenever I receive a gift from God, I should not be in a position where I just so easily throw it away. Yeah. Oh, no, I disagree with that thing he said, so I'm just going to mm -hmm. listen to another broadcast or I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump into another church or I'm going to, you know, that that's such a flippant way of approaching yeah. the gift of God. Right. But... Um, one of the reasons why God has given us those, uh, this, this uh, uh, says in uh, Ephesians 4.13, it says, until we all attain to the unity of the faith. And it says we all. So everyone that, that's in that body yeah. needs to be united together yeah. in yeah. that faith. It's not just, oh, I'm connected with the head, like you were saying. It's not yeah. just our connection with the head. It's our connection with the body as well. Well, uh, like, I, I, I don't mean to interrupt no, you. No, you're good. What had... 
what came up to me is I've been at Boomerang now for over eight years, and I've literally watched people leave, and pastors have seen them later, and they'll end up having a conversation of, why did you leave? And they'll be like, it had nothing to do with you. I didn't like what this person said to me, or I didn't like what this person did, or I didn't agree with this person. And you can be in full, we, not you, we can be in full agreement with the head and still end up offended with our Mm -hmm. brother Mm -hmm. and then end up out of place. So maintaining unity with our shepherd is vital. It's vital to maintain that unity with our shepherd, but we've got to maintain it with each other Mm -hmm. because disunity is disunity. It doesn't matter who it's with. And division is not of God. It's it's not. So it's just as important that Buddy and I maintain our relationship, that Serena and I maintain our relationship in unity and with love and perfect peace toward one another. Because if it's broken, then my fellowship with pastors will end up somewhere off, somewhere it's going to end up different. That small Mm. fox will destroy the vine. And people get out of place for the smallest thing, not anything to do with pastors, but because somebody looked at them wrong or did something they didn't like. And it's like, that sounds crazy, but I've literally watched it time and time again Mm. with different people. And it's one of these things that if we'll realize I'm not just called to a head, yeah. I'm called to a body, yeah. and the body needs yeah. me as much as I need mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Like, it'll it'll shift how we interact with each other. That's good. And, you know, I was thinking um, in John 17, verse 21, it says that they may all be one. This is Jesus praying right before he was about to get be crucified, and he says that they all, mm-hmm. us, may be one, even as you, Father— and are in me, and I in you. So he's praying that same oneness, yeah. just yeah. as Jesus and the one. You, we talk about the Trinity. Yeah. That Father, Son, Holy Spirit, all are one. Yeah. But yeah. he's praying that over us, that yeah. same kind of unity that yeah. is in the Trinity, yeah. where you can't tell one from the other, really. Yeah. They're all God. Yeah. He's praying that same prayer over the body of Christ. And yeah. it says, so that the world may believe that you sent me. So mm-hmm. this is our testimony is the love and the unity mm-hmm. amongst the brethren Yeah, is the testimony that we have for the world. And so how hurtful it is to our testimony when yeah. we let uh, some kind of division mm-hmm. try to come up. And the enemy, that's how he works, is trying, just so we can expose that lie right away, that's the main way that he works, deception yeah. and yeah. disunity. Yeah. And so he's going to try everything where you're just looking past somebody, and they gave me a dirty look. And I've had to bring things up with Vera. I have no, like, like, I don't know if you meant it this way or whatever. And there was nothing there. But if I hadn't said anything, the devil would have just kept bringing that thought up. She looked at you funny. She Mm. said this thing funny or whatever when there was nothing there. Or maybe there was, and we had to talk about it, and they were fine. But that's how the enemy works is through that disunity in the body. And so just being able to expose that lie and recognize it, Mm. that is just exposing it is one of the first things that we have to do, I guess. Well, and it's in the Word. Yeah. Like, you can, so in Acts 15, like, when we get to Paul, Mm. Paul, it wasn't Paul and Silas at the beginning. It was Paul and Barnabas. Like, when you start reading through Acts, Paul was sent out with Barnabas. They went and they did exploits together, and they were called together, and they did wonderful things in the Lord's name together. Mm. And it says in Acts 15, like, they were probably supposed to stay partners through, like, their whole journey uh, in Christ together. And after their second missionary journey in 1536, it says, After some days, Paul said to Barnabas, 
Let us return and visit the brethren in every city in which we proclaim the word of the Lord and see how they are. Paul was like leading the, the two of them. Mm-hmm. Barnabas wanted to take John, called Mark, along with them also. But Paul kept insisting that they should not take him along who had deserted them in Pamphylia and had not gone with them to the work. And there occurred, and this is key, there occurred such a sharp disagreement that they separated from one another. And Barnabas took Mark with him and sailed away Mm -hmm. to Cyprus. Paul chose Silas and left being committed by the brethren to the grace of God. And he was traveling through Syria and Silica, strengthening the churches. You don't hear about Barnabas anymore. Barnabas is gone. He disconnected. They di- that disagreement caused them to disconnect. And Barnabas' destiny went this way. Instead mm. of sticking with the person he was supposed to be with and choosing to pursue unity yeah. instead of pursuing the fact that he thought he was right, yeah. Yeah. he missed out on everything else that Paul did from that mm. point in time. And we have no idea what the rest of his life looked like because mm-hmm. he's gone now. Yeah. And he missed out. That's what disunity will do is that little thing, that little decision of, but Mark's good. Like, he's, he's a good guy. He's doing good things. I think we should bring him, not this one. That small decision, mm-hmm. he's gone. He's not, he's not there anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and that looks so tiny. But right. literally, small decisions like that happen all the time. Mm-hmm. Am I going to get offended or upset yeah. or think this or think that? Those small foxes can literally disrupt the entire vine. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and you see that same thing with Lot. Yeah. You know, they're like, well, let's just go back. So in uh, chapter Genesis chapter 13, we saw that they both were blessed because they were both being obedient. You know, mm-hmm. uh, Lot connected himself with Abram. And then, and then in verse 7 says this, And there was strife between the herdsmen of Abram's flock and the herdsmen of, yeah. of yeah. Uh, Lot's livestock. And the, now the Canaanite and the pair... Perizzite were dwelling in the land. So Abram said to Lot, Please, let there be no strife between you and me, nor between my herdsmen and your herdsmen, for we are brothers. It's not the whole land before you. Now recognize what's missing here. Uh, There was no, and then the Lord said, it came to Abram and said, it'd be good for you to separate yourself from Lot. No, that never happened. Literally, this is what happened. There was strife between their herdsmen, and instead of dealing with it, they said, you know what would be easiest? Let's just break that. Mm, it's true. Let's mm-hmm. break that covenant. Let's break that fellowship. You go your way. I'll go my way. And we see that Lot could, well, I mean, you even see with Elijah and Elisha. Elijah said, hey, I'm, the Lord's taking me here. Uh, you can just stay here. And yeah. Elisha said, no, heck no. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? I'm staying with you. You yeah. see the same mm-hmm. thing with Ruth yep. and Naomi. Naomi said, yep. hey, go back to your, to your, you know, your people. And Ruth said, no, I'm going to stick with you mm-hmm. for the rest of my life. See, if Lot did that, his life would have continued to go up. Yeah. If Lot said, no, let's deal with this issue yeah. and let's keep this fellowship. No, but instead, because of some strife with their herdsmen, they broke that. Yeah. And you probably know the rest of the life of Lot. It just went down, 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 down. It just got worse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So literally, like in the next chapter, after they broke that, all of a sudden now Lot and all that he had was captured by another army. Yeah. A- Abram, because he... He made that decision to also break that. Now he has to deal with this, fight this army, send his own people to, to rescue Lot. And then later on, he, you know, he, the whole issue with Sodom and Gomorrah, all these things are taking place, causing, well, and you see just Lot morally downfall mm-hmm. very quickly as well. Mm-hmm. Just with, you just read the story of Sodom and Gomorrah, like morally. He ends up like a leader in mm-hmm. the town that's like super heathenistic. Yeah, it's messed up. <laughs> 
And at the same time, he lost all the blessing that he had. He went from having all these flocks and herds and stuff to now having a small house in the city. Mm-hmm. You know, like all of his stuff that, that he used to have was, was gone yeah. by the time we see him just a couple years later. So Lot's mm-hmm. life went downhill because he broke that fellowship. And, and in, when we're looking at Ephesians chapter 4 again, you know, talking about that unity, it talks about in, in verse 16, all in this context, it says, from whom the whole body being fitted and held together by what, what holds the body together? What every joint supplies. Yeah. Every joint, every joint is supplying. What's a joint? It's, it's the part that connects the, the pieces of the body. So it's, you, you could even look at it this way. There's so much that you can pull out of this, yeah. but this is one way to look at it, is my forearm is connected to my, my, my biceps. Sure. sure. The, this, my uh, other arm, part of my arm. The great. top part. My shin is connected to my <laughs> thigh-ish area by my knee joint, right? Yeah. So th- see, that's the connection, basically the relationships. Mm-hmm. You know, the relationship is what connects you with another person, mm-hmm. is, that, is that relationship. And that's where the supplication comes from, the, the supply. The supply comes when I'm connected with, with the people that God yeah. has planted me with. And it's, and it's when I... When I value that connection, not just so quickly and easily break that fellowship or break that connection. Well, I disagree. They did something dumb to me, so I'm just going to break that and not talk to them anymore. Uh, When... If if my if my foot decides I don't want to be connected with my... with the the shin or, you know, my foreleg... What's it called? Uh, My shin. shin. Let's just say my shin. Um, Anatomy's fun. Yeah, right? Um... (laughs) If my foot's like, you know what, I just want to, I, I don't really like the way that the shin looked at me, so I'm going to disconnect from that. All of a sudden, now the foot's disconnected from the head, mm-hmm. you know? It's disconnected from the rest of the body. And, and you see that, you've probably seen it more than I have, where there was a small disagreement between two people. Sure. And instead of actually dealing with it, they just kind of split. Sure. And because of that split, now they're disconnected from the head and their sure. shepherd. You, you were already talking about that. People, because of just... A small disagreement. Yeah. And if they just brought that to the head, say, hey, this is going on, they could get it handled and dealt yeah. with. Recognize this. The Holy Spirit is powerful enough to mend and to bring restoration yeah. in those situations. Yeah. So if for me to just break it is for me to say, this is, this is beyond what the Holy Spirit can do. Yeah. And, I, I, and the Holy Spirit can't fix them. The Holy Spirit can't fix this. And I'm just going to deal with it on my own and break it. Yeah. Like that. that's a prideful thing. But... What we need to do is we need, because also what we're saying is the body that God's planted me in is is broken and dysfunctional, and it's not my responsibility to fix it, mm-hmm. so I'm going to leave. Yeah. You know, like, no, the Bible says very, 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 very clearly, as much as it depends on you, be yeah, at peace right. with all men. So what does that mean? Strive for that unity. Because if I'm not esteeming that unity, what what's happening is I'm, if I'm not esteeming that unity is I'm destining my life to start going down yeah. south. We need to value not like it's important for us to value our shepherds. The Bible says that our shepherds are supposed to be worthy of double honor. But you know what that means? Yeah. That means that the other people around me are also worthy of honor. Yep. Because if 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 the people in my church and in that place That's where I'm good. planted, they are all sons and daughters of God. Yeah. Made in the image of God. God values them enough to send his one and only son to die for them. And so I should value them with that kind of honor, with the kind of honor that God gives them. And if I just disesteem them and throw them off to the side and say, I don't, I don't want anything to do with them. 
What I'm doing is I'm, I'm even saying that they're probably not worthy of the grace of God, mm-hmm. yep. which is a prideful thing. No, I need to value those relationships and value mm-hmm. that so that I can always be in that unity and striving for that unity that God's called me to do. Yeah. And when I do that, all, my life will start to increase. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Pastor Nicole says appealing to the flesh or emotions of others can easily pull us out of mm. the perfect will of God. One thing that I know Pastor Brian and Pastor Nicole say a lot is be unoffendable. That's not an option for us here. Uh, You know, as much as it depends on you, be in unity with with one another. As much as it depends on you. So that means having some awkward conversations because that depends on me. Even if I have to be the one to uh, go up to somebody and say, I don't understand why this is awkward, but let's fix this. Mm -hmm. Like, and I know this is super just like, practical but communication is so key in creating unity in marriage and just relationships with your pastors like how often are you communicating with your pastors i know we're talking about the body as as a whole but how often are you talking with your pastors how often are you talking with people whenever something does arise to your life group leaders to your life group leaders exactly Yeah. yeah it's going to cause some awkward conversations but whenever Two people are in a conversation like this, whether it's tears or whatever, and you come out of that together, there's a stronger bond there than there was before. We had a conversation like this not too long ago with some of the leadership, and there were tears, and it was super exciting in the midst of it. But once we got through that, the bond that was there, it was so much stronger than when it was two hours before, because we all went through that together and we were able to have yay, tears, and awkward conversation together. But we did it together and there was this tightening that wasn't there before. Well, and it really goes, like upholding unity and protecting it, it, like the word literally tells us to protect the unity, look to preserve the unity. And doing that requires living by the Spirit Mm -hmm and crucifying the flesh and the soul Mm -hmm. without an option to allow it to live. Yeah. You know, we are a three-part person. Kelly just said, be buttonless. Don't have (laughs) buttons for others to push. It's true. Pastor Nicole says all the time, you know, are, what's the real you? Are you a spirit man? Like, are you the spirit or are you your flesh? Mm -hmm. Well, we're, we have a flesh We have a soul, a mind, will, and emotion, but we are a spirit. So the flesh, it tells us in 2 Corinthians 5, verse 17, like the flesh is put to death. Mm -hmm. Like the old man is dead. What's alive is the spirit. And what Pastor Nicole will say is if you go to a funeral home and you kick a corpse, is the corpse going to kick you back? No. Why? Because the corpse is dead. It has no ability to kick back. It's literally rendered unable to do those things. And we need to choose to live in such a way that our flesh doesn't get a say in what we do, that we commit to being who we're called to be regardless of whether or not it feels easy. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing. A feeling doesn't matter. A feeling can lie to us just as easy as a word could lie to us. A feeling is changeable, but the word of God, which is unchangeable, tells us that God works all things together for the good of those who love him. And specifically talking in a body like of believers, you love the Lord. The person in the body who's also pursuing Jesus loves the Lord. So he is working the situation out for both you and that person. 
even though going into those awkward conversations, it's like, well, one of us is going to win and the other one's going to lose. Like, that's how the flesh thinks. But the Lord tells us that he's working everything for the betterment of both of the people who love the Lord. Mm -hmm. So in those conversations that seem awkward, there's a solution for me that's life. There's a solution for them that's life. There's a way for both of us to go higher together. And and it's truly just knowing the word. You know, the Lord always leads us in triumph. In the moments we're to the flesh, it's like, this is Mm -hmm. death. This is awful. (laughs) I hate this so much. No, you don't. No, we don't. Like when we're having an awkward, tough conversation on the flesh, it may be awkward on the flesh, but not on our spirit. Our spirit's rejoicing because life is coming into an area. Like if you ever had shoulder pain before and you've gone and had a massage, like Deb here at the church, she used to like study like massage type stuff. She thought about going to like massage school and different things. Mm-hmm. But she has told me before the way that she describes it is like the buildup that'll be there in the muscles. She calls it muscle poop because <laughs> it's like literally where it, it just the blood stopped flowing as much mm-hmm. and it starts to build up and build up and build up. Why does that massage feel so good? Because you're getting rid of all that stuff that blocked the proper flow of life to the other part of the organ. Mm -hmm. So in the midst of it, it may hurt a little bit as the stuff gets upended, but you, like literally, I don't know any person who leaves a massage is like, I feel awful. This is the worst. Like most every person I know that's had one is like, oh my gosh, I feel so good. Mm -hmm. This was amazing. Because life is flowing in ways that it hasn't before. That's what the word does when we work the word Mm -hmm. in moments when it feels hard Mm -hmm. and not just quitting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, Jesus said this in John chapter 14, verse 14 and 15. He says this, a new commandment I give to you that you love one another, even as I have loved you, that you also love one another. Yeah. By this, all men will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. So. Jesus is literally saying, mm-hmm. this is how you know that you're my disciple, mm-hmm. is if you love each other, mm-hmm. if you love one another. Now, here's, here's a good question. If you truly love someone, will you watch them mess up? Or, or even in what you might perceive to be a mess up, would you just leave them there? And, mm-hmm. you know, like, or if you disagree with something they said. Like, this is something that really stuck out to me because, like, pastors talked a lot about hunger and humility. And in humility... You know, there have been times when I've heard pastors say something that I didn't, in my limited knowledge, agree with. And so here's the thing. If I truly love pastor, there's really, there's really t- two options either. He's right, which is like 95% of the time, or maybe more than that, 99% of the time, and I'm wrong. Or I might be right, and he might be wrong. You know what I mean? Which is a very small, actually it hasn't happened yet. But, <laughs> um, but here's the thing. If I truly love him, and... To be honest, if I truly loved myself, the Bible says love your neighbor as yourself, I would want us both to go higher. I would want us both to grow. Mm-hmm. Because, why? Because I'm seeking unity in the body, like for like with me and you. You know, like if, if there's ever a time when we're disagreeing, mm-hmm. you know, what 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 does seeking unity and what does love do? Well, love doesn't say, I'm right, you're wrong. Let's let's figure out who's right. Like, mm-hmm. let let me help you see how I'm right. No, it's hey. I know we're, we're both looking at this from two different angles, and I know there's actually one truth. Let's work together for the unity. That's what unity yeah. looks like. It's not me versus them. It's us versus whatever demonic thing is trying to cause division. Right. 
Yeah. Like you, that'll help any marriage is recognizing it's not me versus you. It's us coming against whatever demonic thing is trying to cause division. Yeah. And it's the same thing with your, your fellowship and relationship with people in your church and with your mm-hmm. pastor. It's not, oh, I disagree. See, because this is what I've heard people do this and I've seen people do this. Oh, I just disagree with what they said. And they'll leave it at that. And they think that that's fine. Well, that's actually not fine at all. Because if you love that person and if, and if they're teaching something wrong, for, first and foremost, love would address it because love would want them and everyone that they're talking to and, and, and speaking to to go up. Uh, and if I'm wrong, love would, would make me come and say, hey, I heard you say this. I don't understand it or I, honestly, I don't agree with it. Let's figure out what truth is so that we both go up. That's what unity does. So anytime there's conflict or opportunity or disagreement, what love would do would not be, I disagree with you, let's part ways. Mm-hmm. Love would say, let's come together and find out what's truth, what's, yeah. what's God, and let's pray and seek His face mm-hmm. and say, Lord, what are, you, what are you doing in this situation? That's what love would do. Love wouldn't just say, I disagree and break off. Love will never do that. Love, the pastor says this all the time, love will always prove you, right? Mm-hmm. You know? If I truly love someone, I'm not going to allow any place for division to, to yeah. stand. Yeah. I'm going to pursue that unity with everything that's in me because I love that person. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. if I love that person, I'm not just going to break up because we disagree. I'm going to strive for unity and let yeah. the Lord preserve that unity right. in him. And it's going to one another in humility. Yeah. You know, because it, it can be easy, especially if you're hot with emotion or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. to go to somebody and say you're wrong or yeah. just have that awkward conversation but with the wrong motives. Mm-hmm. Uh, in so the it's wrong heart. In the wrong heart, yeah. So it's in that humility. And um, I was reading Ephesians 5.21. It says, be subject to one another mm-hmm. in the fear of Christ. So it's me subjecting myself to you and uh, saying, okay, let's figure this out. So it has that heart of humility mm, in yeah. it. I remember when I first uh, got revelation of this, it was in one of John Bevere's books, and he was talking about the different people that we have to be submitted to. I was like, okay, I know my pastor, I know my husband, and stuff. And then it says, be subject to one another. So literally all believers. I was like, shoot, that's a lot of people like, <laughs> that I have to be subject to. And, mm. you know, being that. But it's really, that's the heart of what humility is. Yeah. We had that hum- humble heart towards one another mm. to be able to, have those conversations yeah. and to grow together yeah. in those in those types of situations. Yeah. Well, love bears the burden. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, like the word tells us, love bears the burden of one another, and that's what we're called to do. So, I mean, the word tells us that iron sharpens iron. How does iron do that? It's got to come together. But a lot of times we'll hear that and be like, "Oh yeah, I want to be sharpened." You do that by literally hitting it against the other thing. <laughs> like, that's how it gets sharpened. They come together. It's not yeah. like a gentle, oh, I'm now like gently and smooth. No, yeah. the blades connect on an impact and then they sharpen one another. Yeah. There's a force with it. Yeah. So a lot of times, like in those moments where there's a disagreement or whatever it is, let's say you go to the person and the person's like, I don't care. Love bears the burden. Yeah. Love bears the burden of them not caring. Yeah. We care enough to care for them. Like, I can't tell you yeah. how many times I'm so thankful that my husband has bared the burden of me being a butthead. And he has endured while I've been ridiculous. And he's like, you know what? I'm going to bear the burden for her because I wasn't willing to hear it at that point in time. But love proved him right 
as he continued to endure. Like First mm. Corinthians tell, 13 tells us that love bears all things, yeah. believes <coughs> all things, endures all things. Mm. Yeah. Love never fails. So in those moments where it's the sharp moment happens, regardless of the other person, I cannot allow mm. myself to be moved based on somebody else's decisions. I can't. I do not have that approval in the word that says, man failed, so can you. Mm. Like, that's not the word. That's literally nowhere to be found in scripture. Someone messed up. Now you have an opportunity to live by your flesh. Enjoy the moment. Like, really get it all out there. Cuss up a storm. Gossip all you want to. Go to town. This is your moment. No, the word says, endure all things. Yeah. Yeah. Believe all things. Yeah. Preserve the unity. Yeah. If someone strikes you on the left cheek, you turn the other cheek mm-hmm. 70 times, seven times. Yeah. Yeah. You don't, so we don't stop forgiving. Like that's yeah. the word. Mm-hmm. It's a forgiveness. Yeah. It's a pursuit. Of, like pastor says, love is a choice and a commitment yeah. to unconditional giving yeah. at the leading of God. Yeah. So it's not that we just let ourselves be put in a position where we're abused, mm-hmm. but at the leading of God, we unconditionally give ourselves to one another. Yeah. We unconditionally mm-hmm. love mm-hmm. one another. Yeah. It's like this morning, Pastor Nicole sent me a Vox and the the app glitched or something. And like the last 20 seconds or something like that of her message, I guess, didn't load. So I like responded, like it stopped at the end of a sentence. So I responded to her and she immediately, like as I'm responding, she sends me a message and she's like, why are you sending me a message when I'm literally still talking to you? Like it was, it was a more corrective thing of you need to not do this. You need to listen to everything somebody's saying. My flesh could have very easily had the opportunity to be like, she has no idea what happened on my phone and here she is and she's correcting me and blah, 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 blah. And no, I sent a message back and I was like, I know I've done this in the past. I'm sorry that it came out that way. The message didn't finish loading. I'll go back and try to re-listen to it. Mm-hmm. I'm really sorry. That's the perception. And we just kept trucking. Mm-hmm. Like, it wasn't a breaking of fellowship. It mm-hmm. wasn't something where we needed to go into, like, a great big long thing of, I'm so sorry I offended you. No, I'm sorry I upset you, but I'm really sorry I offended you. Mm-hmm. No, no, I'm, like, there wasn't any of that. It's, I trust her. She trusts me. She brought what she thought was an ought. I I communicated what happened, and we just kept going. And that's what's supposed to happen. If there's an issue, bring it. It'll get fixed, Mm -hmm. and you just keep going. It doesn't need to be a massive, like, hours long of, oh, let's kumbaya and really just share every (laughs) feeling. No, it's, okay, this happened. Now let's keep going. Just keep going. Mm -hmm. Just keep going. Don't shut down. Don't break down. Just keep going. Right. And the Lord will add his supply, and it'll be okay. That's good. That's what happened in 1 Samuel with uh, Hannah and with Eli. He was her... Obviously, she and Pastor Cole was totally right. Like, I don't. I'm so sorry. I don't, I don't want that to be like a thought of Pastor Cole was wrong. No, I've had issue with interrupting people, like I just did with Serena. <laughs> but you know, I've had issue like doing that before. So as my shepherd, she's mm-hmm. anointed to point that stuff out. She had a right, right. to do that. So yeah. I'm not saying she was wrong in any way, shape, or form. This was just a different situation mm-hmm. that I brought clarity to. I didn't want that to yeah. seem like yeah. Barrett's right. No, that's not it. She has complete carte blanche in my life to be like, you're messing up here. And more often than not, I have been. I need her for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I just didn't want her no, to be the drunken no, Eli who's <laughs> over here. It's not like. her. It's not her. 
<laughs> but Eli was the high priest, and Hannah was um, in the temple just praying. She was heartbroken. Like, yeah. talk about she's already having, like, emotion upon emotion. And it says, for um, Samuel 1, verse 13, As for Hannah, she was speaking in her heart. Only her lips were moving, but her voice was not heard. So Eli thought she was drunk. And then Eli said, how long will you make yourself drunk? Put away your wine from you. And talk about opportunity to get offended. Yep. Like, first off, like, my life is awful. And now the high priest thinks I'm drunk. Yay. How exciting. And she could have just stormed off. But Hannah replied, no, my Lord. She still gave him that honor. Yeah. I am a woman oppressed in spirit. I have drunk neither wine nor strong drink. But I poured out my soul before the Lord. And then he was able to give her a blessing. If she had just stormed off, she would not have received yep. that blessing. And the blessing of um, Samuel then through that. And so, uh, yeah, so just being submitted, not being offended, yeah, yeah. you know, is yeah. that made me think of this story. Right? Well, how many, people yeah. have, how many people do you think have unplanted themselves from where God has called sure. them? Because of an assumption. Mm-hmm. Well, like, like just a couple days ago, you, you like tried to call me. It rang three times and hung up. You know, which... It was a really opportunistic morning, <laughs> and there was already irritation that was existing. And then it looking like Buddy hung up on me did not add much fun to that moment either. <laughs> but, but like, well, I mean, there have been times when I've tried to call people. It was raining sure. a couple times and went straight to voicemail. And it's like, oh, they, they must have, you know, just sent me to voicemail. When I pulled out my phone after you brought that up in it, there's no phone call that, yeah. that even came to my phone. You know, so, like, you know... Like, and I've been on the other end of that. Like, yeah. why, why are they not, you know, why are they just sending me to voicemail? Like, first and foremost, I'm not on the other side of that, that call. I'm calling them because I don't know where they are and stuff yeah. like that, you know, you know? But, like, how many people have unplanted themselves? Oh, Pastor, just send me to voicemail. Yeah. And I, I guess he doesn't care about my, my situation. I'm just going to go to another place where they care about me. You know, like, can you imagine getting to heaven and God saying, all right, I want you to give an account for what you did in this place. And yeah. It, oh, well, you you know what happened. You know, God, you know you know what happened. They did this to me, and that wasn't right. And you you know that that's not a good thing, mm-hmm. God. And God actually plays the scenario out. They never got your phone call. It never even went through to their phone. Yeah. You know, but, but because you didn't strive for unity, you just broke that fellowship because you didn't even ask a question. You yep. know what I mean? That's why one of the things we talk about is ask early, ask often, ask, don't tell. You know, communication yeah. is, you know one of the greatest ways mm-hmm. that we can attack the enemy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh, yes. Seriously. Because, <laughs> he, hear this, re- and recognize this, because a lot of, I, I've recognized a lot of people don't understand this, division is a sin. You know, when you, when you there are, you know, multiple places in the word where it talks about sin, and, you know, right next to witchcraft, right next to, to, to lying and thievering and steal, st- thievering, stealing and stuff like mm-hmm. that, is divisions and dissensions. Yep, yeah. And so, you, you got to ask yourself, because the, the Bible says that the devil is the accuser of the brethren as well. So if I'm here accusing believers, who am I submitted to? Yeah. Who am I obeying? I'm, a, I'm obeying the accuser. I'm not yeah. obeying my God by saying they're, they're doing this thing, and it's wrong, and I shouldn't be planted there. See, because division is always from the devil. Division is of the devil. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so whenever those divisive thoughts start coming in, they don't care about you. They just send you to voicemail. Yeah. Stuff like that. I need to instantly recognize this. Even in a marriage, if, like, if, if I'm starting to think, oh, she's not really doing this for me and she's not doing that and I, you know, whatever. Like that's, those are demonic thoughts that's trying mm-hmm. to cause you to bring, that's trying to bring a wedge in yeah. the place where you've planted yourself. Yeah. Where, not where you've planted yourself, where God's planted right. you. 
See, a, a marriage is a covenant relationship. We made that covenant together before God. And so because I esteem the covenant that I made before God, then I'm not going to allow division to have any place. Yeah. So if those thoughts start coming in, I need to squash those immediately. Mm-hmm. Same thing with where God's planted you. Yeah, if that's God's, a covenant too. Yeah, if God's placed me in a, in a body, now I'm not, like you were saying at the beginning, I'm not just in covenant with the, the head you know, of that church, the pastor. I'm in covenant with the people. Right. So when those thoughts of division start coming in, that person, you know, they, they did this or what, whatever. Those are demonic things that's yeah. trying to cause a wedge and a division. Not re, p- Picture this. It's bigger than us. Yeah. It's far bigger than us. We're talking about the body. If, if I stub my, my pinky toe on a table, wh- what happens? Is it just my pinky toes freaking out and the rest of my body's fine? No. The whole, my whole body like, yeah. is like deactivated for like a period of time until <laughs> yeah. until the whole the whole body's working mm-hmm. together to 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 alleviate that pain. That's why you feel it everywhere. Yeah. Like oh, like I can't and, and the Bible even says when one member suffers all suffers. That's yeah. how that's how we should operate yeah. is that if one person puts a prayer request on the prayer line or or one person is dealing with something, it's not just a praying for you. No. No. That that shouldn't be how it is. If I'm striving for unity, I, I should I should handle that like it's my own because it is yours because it is yeah, yeah. that's what that's unity good. does and you know I I'm doing everything that's within my power to make sure that the body is supplied yeah that the body is supplied every joint supplying hey like this is something that you do wonderfully is following up because mm-hmm. a lot of times oh, I'll pray for you and then people just kind of forget about it but like I, I've seen you many times just hey. How's this situation doing? How's this person mm-hmm. that, that we were praying for doing? Like, is the situation getting any better? Yeah. You know, that, that sh- that's what Jesus was talking about is they'll know your disciples by your love for one another. Yeah. True love, you know, true love, be- like you said, bears one another's burdens. So, so if you're going through something, how can I help you and empower you to yeah. grow? Mm-hmm. Uh, like I've heard, I can't tell you how many times I've heard pastor call people and just say, is there anything that we can do for you? Is there, any- is there anything we can do for you? Is there anything you need? You know, just asking those questions. Yeah making it available. We're here for you. That's what unity does. Yeah. Well, and it truly, like, in a body, it, this isn't like a drink the Kool-Aid cult situation. No, it's like you're, you're genuinely planted in a family. Like, I was joking with the girls at worship practice on Wednesday. There was a a sermon I preached at one point in youth (laughs) about how God, in a nice way. God's like the godfather and we're part of his family. Like there's a protection in that family. There's a covering in that family, but there's a belonging to one another. I'm not saying that God is the godfather, but but hear the heart of what I'm saying. He is God the father. He is God the father. That was the point I made. (laughs) I was a cool youth leader, tell you what. (laughs) So I'm a cool youth leader now. Yeah, yeah. Whoa. But no, it it truly is like a family. And I was talking to Marky about this earlier. In families, there are things that you disagree with. There are going to be moments that irritate you. You're likely going to have that one family member that's weird. You know, like every, and as soon as I said that, I feel like every person had it pop up of, oh, it's this one. (laughs) Like, I know the weird one in my family. you didn't have anyone pop up to you. Buddy's not insinuating anything. He's just pointing right now. That's all. Okay. Because, well, in my mind, no one popped up. I'm like, I don't know the weird. Oh. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, it's that way in a body. There could be, so, in a church, there are likely the people that, 
it's easier to connect with. There are people that it feels more opportunistic to connect with. There are the people that your flesh, our flesh doesn't even want to connect with. But they're all a part of the family. And if we just leave a part of the family stranded, how are they ever going to be raised to the Mm -hmm. fullness of Christ? Like pastors say often, they love when a person comes into the church who's super different. When somebody thinks different, acts different, has a different upbringing. Mm -hmm. Because different means growth is about to happen. Like you can't, we we can't just be robots where every single person thinks the same and does the same. A different perspective means growth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can only do what I can do. But because yeah. Buddy thinks differently, I now have a supply that's mine and Buddy's. Mm-hmm. Because Serena thinks different, yeah. I now have access to a supply that's myself and yeah. Buddy and Serena. And now there's three perspectives yeah. that cause growth instead of just my limited one. Mm-hmm. They're going to help me think bigger, yeah. see bigger, and grow further faster because yeah. they have different insights on mm-hmm. stuff that I don't have at this moment. They're going to know things through their life experience, through what they've gone through. And so it's important to not just go to the people that feel comfortable, but to go to the people, period. Like we're to go to one another. We're to go out into the highways and the byways. I'm not going to go find myself in the highways and the byways. I'm going to find someone I don't know there. Mm -hmm. And then truly learn about them. Like yeah. Pastor Nicole said, we don't cut off an arm because it has an unexplained muscle spasm or a break. We help it to yeah. heal and continue working right. as one body. Yeah. The body is no different. Mm-hmm. And so Pastor Nicole will say often, listen to hear. Mm-hmm. You know, listen to hear. Listen yeah. to hear. Yeah. Like in a body, instead of us looking at somebody and just judging the situation, and we talked about that earlier, applying the law, like on Tuesday, judging somebody wrongly, instead of judging them, well, why are they wearing that, doing that, thinking that, saying that, like, I'm right, you're wrong, I know more word than you. Are we listening to what's Mm -hmm. happening in their life? Is there something that's causing this action to go? Is there something I could do to help the action change? Instead of just saying, the action's wrong, you need to fix Mm -hmm. it. What am I doing to help Mm -hmm. you? Pastor has a training that he that he's taught the leadership team on before of how a leader comes up under and helps raise right. the person. A leader doesn't pull, a leader comes under and helps lift the mm-hmm. person up. Mm-hmm. So we're not called to stand in that position of authority and jerk them out of wherever whatever yeah. muck they've been in yeah. that hurts them. Mm-hmm. But if we'll go underneath in the muck with them and be yeah. willing to get dirty yeah. with them and help raise them out of where they've been, then there's true freedom and they're not in pain anymore. Mm-hmm. They had someone go with through it with yeah. them and empower them to get out and to yeah. live freely. That's yeah. But that takes sacrifice and a willingness to say, I'm willing to get dirty right. if it means that I can help you be free. That's I'm good. willing to give of myself. Yeah. 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 So, so really the question is, am I willing to preserve that unity? Yeah. Am I willing to do whatever right. it takes yeah. to, to really find that unity? And if, and if, I don't, and if there's any area where I, I feel like unity is lacking, how can I bring right. my supply? Yeah. You know, if unity is lacking, mm-hmm. put this in the comments. You know, if unity is lacking, I, I have a supply. Yeah. Like everything that pertains to life and godliness has been made available to you. So if there if there's something that needs patched up in the church, it's not our responsibility to say, well, why is no one dealing with it? Right. So, someone should probably handle that. No. I have a supply. If 
The Lord is highlighting it to me. It's probably because he wants me to do something Amen, about it. Good. You know, oh, there's a piece of trash on the ground. Where's the cleaning team? Where are they? You know, oh, maybe the Lord's highlighting it to you so that you can pick it up. You Amen. know what I mean? Like when, when there's a cart in the middle of the, the you know, at, at the grocery store and it's in the middle of, of a parking spot. Oh, you're going to minister to Pastor Nicole right now. Like, right? You're going to bless Like, her are you so just going to leave it there or are you going to bring a supply? Or are you just going to be like, man, who? Why would someone do something like that? Or are you going to bring a supply? You know, if, if you notice something, there's a supply that God has given you to, to, to deal Amen. with it. And, it, and, it, and you know, that, that's what we all need to, to begin to pray and ask God for. God, begin to yeah. highlight areas where I can bring a supply. Because mm-hmm. every joint supplies, and that includes you. Yeah. There's a supplication. I, I keep saying supplication. I don't know if that's the right <laughs> word. But there's a, because that's another word for like Supplemental? Prayer. There, there's some, there's a supply, I guess, yeah, <laughs> that you can bring, you know, um, to to the situation, to or not just the situation, to the person. Yeah. You know? Like, hey, uh, you know, I, I guess this is a, a good thing to for us to question, to ask, to take a look at ourselves. For is, you know, when there's a new person at church and they're sitting by themselves, and you recognize it, there's a supply that you can bring to that. That's good. Or you can just step back and not preserve that unity. Someone else will go. Someone yeah, else will do so, it. So, why, why isn't the ELT going and talking to that person? You know, like, no. If the Lord's highlighting it to you, it's your responsibility to, to go. Um, you, know, he, you know, Jesus said, they'll know your disciples by your love for one another. Love is an action. It's yeah, something that you yeah. see. It's the, a choice of commitment to un, unconditional giving at the leading of God. So love doesn't look like I'm going to show up after worship yeah. starts and leave you know, um, as soon as service ends. Because why are we coming together in the first place? Yeah. It's not just so that I can check the box. It's not so that I can just say I came to church and, and I received something yeah. for myself. No, it's a, we bring our supply. Mm-hmm. When I'm showing up at church, I'm not going to, like like pastors talked about this, you know, and we, we've, we've seen it in different areas. Like, how come whenever, like, it's, it's, it's anywhere. You know, if service is starting, if service is starting at a certain point, you know, w- would love show up? Not not like uh, one morning, like we, we were running late. But consistently. You know, if I'm coming, because uh, what church is, is it's, a, it's an assembly of believers. It, we're coming together to bring a supply to mm-hmm. one another. Happy was I when they said, Let, let's go to the house of the Lord. I should get excited Sunday morning. Oh, praise God. I'm getting ready to hang out with the people I love the most. Yep. Right. With my body. They're like, I... I'm so excited because we get to come together and find that unity. Yeah. You know, what What a beautiful, that's what love looks like. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to show, show up, you know, just so that I can sit in my seat and then right. leave. No, I'm bringing a supply. Yeah. Life groups, you know, if life groups take taking yeah. place, I'm going to plant myself in one of those bad boys because I want to connect with the people that God has planted yep. me with. Right. That's what it looks like. I have a supply to bring, mm-hmm. and, and I have a people to love. Mm-hmm. Like, God wants me to love on these people, and I can't love them if I'm just at my home yeah. doing my own thing. Yeah. I, that's not what love does. Mm-hmm. Love enters in and says, what can yeah. I do to bring that's my good. supply? That's good. You know, pastor has been talking about the two parts of life, about mm-hmm. receiving love yeah. from God and then also giving love to God. Yeah. 
and we do come to church to receive, and yes. so many of us receive every yes. single Sunday, mm -hmm. but then our job doesn't end there. It's then to give love back to God, yeah. which also means loving the people yeah. around us. So when you were saying that, that yeah. really came alive in yeah. me in a new way that, yeah, we receive, and oh my gosh, how wonderful when we leave, and like yeah. some of us are drunk in the spirit, and some of us are laughing, and that's so exciting, but that's not where it's supposed to end. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. supposed to end by then giving love back to God. Yeah. We're yeah. not, we can't be spiritually constipated and just receiving all of this love from God, we have to be giving it out because he's yeah. giving us that supply and empowering us then to love the body. Well, and for every person watching who is, you know, a minister or like in any capacity, I'm not necessarily saying fivefold, but I like I've dealt with this myself. And at this point, I'm not called by God at this moment to do those things. But I have said to pastors before, like, how much I love the minute, like, I love ministry. I love ministry. I love ministry. Ministry is great. Like, genuinely, I love it. And then in the same breath, be like, but the people. Like, mm -hmm. ministry is great. If it wasn't for the people, oh, the pe here's the thing. Mm -hmm. There is no ministry without right. the people. The thing that I, that I loved at that point in time was just the functionality of church, Ministry is the people. Mm -hmm. Without the people, there's nothing. You know, and ministers, like anybody who's called to preach the gospel, which is everybody, if we don't love people, yeah. we're not truly loving the Lord. Right. Like that, that's the commandment. Mm -hmm. Love the Lord yeah. your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Mm -hmm. The second commandment, love your neighbor as mm -hmm. yourself. So if we're, if we're only doing this one, but we're not loving our neighbor as ourselves, we're not doing this one. Mm -hmm. Because we've got to love both. He, he's not separate from his people. He, it's, it's not separate. And I used to think that way, that God was here and the people are here. No, they're the same. God chose to live in man. He chose us to be his temple. Mm -hmm. So if I'm despising someone made in the image and likeness of God, I'm despising him because right. he's in them. Yeah. They're made like him. Even if they're sinners at this point, they're made like him. They have the ability to know him, and mm -hmm. it's my job to introduce right. them to him. So if I'm despising people, yeah. I'm despising my king. Yeah. I, I can't do that. Mm -hmm. So I have, I've had to really get a love for people and had it reminded to me and get it constantly refreshed because it's not people that my flesh is frustrated with. It's actions. It's decisions, it's wrong mm -hmm. things, it's things that irk me. And none of that matters as much as getting <laughs> Jesus to me and to them. Bless you. So, You're yeah. super good. Yeah. Well, so, you know, when I'm loving on someone else, I'm loving on God. Mm -hmm. When I'm blessing someone, I'm blessing God. Because he, he says, um, well, Jesus says, you can't say you love me and not keep my commands. Or, you know, in First John it says, if we say we love God and hate our neighbor, mm -hmm. We, we don't love God. What you've done to the least of these, you've yeah. done to me. Yeah. And so, like, a weird illustration, but, like, have you ever seen someone who lifts a lot of weights but skips leg day? How they look mm -hmm. very lopsided, you know? Yes. Why? Because they've been supplying certain parts that they want to supply, yeah. but they've been ignoring parts that they've wanted to ignore. Yeah. And that's not what we're called to do. We're not supposed to pick and choose who we want to supply. and and ignore the parts that we want yeah. to ignore because then it'll make a really weird-looking body. You True. Know? Like, and, uh, and so, like, I guess a good challenge for you guys today is this. You know, seek the Lord. You know, like, we'll give you an opportunity to sow later, but one of the ways you can sow into this broadcast is by asking God, 
who in my bo- in the body that I'm planted to would do you want me to sow into? Yeah. It's really like it's really easy and like God's challenged me on this as well to say, Lord, how can I sow into my pastors? Yeah. You know, but another prayer that I should be praying, you know, maybe at least half as often, you know, because double honor to pastors, but um, but I should at least be praying this on a regular basis. God, who in the body should I do yeah. you want me to sow into? Who who in the body do you mm-hmm. want me to, to to bless? Yeah. You know, like because because uh, if if you know as I'm honoring my pastors, that honor is going to come back to me as I'm blessing them. Yeah. You know, God, uh, He gives honor to them, or to to those who honor, they themselves will be honored. That's what the Bible says. But you know, um, I'm supposed to be looking around, yeah. not just to a pastor, not just at myself. I need, I want someone to bless me. No, I should be looking around. God, who can I sow into yeah. that's in this body? Who can I bless? How can I bless them? You know, put faith on that because the Bible says if you lack wisdom, God will give it to you. Yeah. So, Lord, show me who in who in this body can, can, can I bless? Right. How can I bring a supply to someone here yeah. this Sunday? You know, and that could just look like, uh, you going up and having a conversation about something that might seem meaningless, but you know, like going up to someone that you don't normally talk to on a Sunday and say, "Hey, you know, how are you doing? How's your week?" And just having a even like a five minute or a yeah. ten second conversation, yeah. just making that effort yeah. to, to bring a supply into that person. So, so that's something that I want to start doing more on a regular basis. God, what kind of supply can I bring to, to the body that you've planted me in? Not just the head of it, not you know, but to the to the members because mm-hmm. I should be supplying them as well not just myself not just the head but but the body itself well, and one of the easiest mm-hmm. way to do that is pray yeah pray for one another yeah. like obviously go to the person like if that's mm-hmm. what the Lord's telling you to do like yeah. go and minister to them directly you could physically sow yeah. into them monetarily but one of the easiest things to do is pray. Yeah. Nothing happens on this earth except yeah. through right. prayer. Yeah. Nothing happens on the earth except yeah. through prayer. Yeah. And when we get a revelation of that as a whole, our prayers will change. Mm-hmm. Like one of the examples pastors taught on before, and it, it entirely changed like how I view prayer, was how Saul was turned into Paul. How did Jesus end up yeah. on the road to Damascus in mm-hmm. front of him? Jesus in this earth, he doesn't just have, like, the ability to do whatever because he's given authority of the earth to the sons of men. So the reason Jesus showed up is because somebody was praying for Saul. Somebody was praying that Saul's eyes would be open, that the eyes of his enlightenment would see, that he would know, that he would understand who Jesus was. Somebody was covering him in prayer. Right. And then Jesus was able to then come and appear That's to Saul. Right. That's how we got here. And then Saul's entire life was converted because someone had to be praying in order for Jesus to legally be able to do what mm. he did. Like, that's how it happened. Yeah. And Pastor himself has a story where he was, like, as a kid growing up, there's this guy in his, in his mom's church, and Pastor didn't really like him all that much. Like, he under-esteemed him, thought he was weird, like, didn't super like him at all. And Pastor went through a period in his life that wasn't awesome. Like, it was it was a rougher period. And he came back to church, and one day, like, after he'd been coming to church, his mom brought him to this man, and she was like, do you remember him? He's been praying for you for years, for years. When Pastor was messed up and didn't like him, <laughs> like, and I'm not saying Pastor was, like, rude to him, but you know when, like, somebody doesn't like you. So this guy, especially, like, as an adult and a kid, like, you know 
So this guy chose to continue to sow into pastor time after time after time. And pastor didn't know for years, Mm. but the prayers of that man availed much power in pastor's life. And then at what, at some point he was able to then know, wow, this man has been sowing into my life for years, Mm -hmm. years. And I didn't even like him. That's how we, like, that's such an easy way to start is pray for the people that you're connected to. Pray for the body. Pray for the people in your life like it's you because your prayers matter. Yeah. Amen. 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 Yeah. And and as we make that commitment to to the body that God has planted us, Mm -hmm. our life's going to go up. Mm -hmm. Because the the Bible says, it talks about praying for the area that you're in. Yeah. Pray for that area. Because yeah. as that area, and that, as the people around you go up, it's going to just, in in general, lift yeah. you up. Yeah. As the, When the people around you are blessed, you're going to be blessed. When the people around you are encouraged, mm-hmm. you're going to be encouraged. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to reap what you sow. That's how the Bible works. Yeah. So as I'm pouring in and blessing the people and making, making an effort for unity in the people around yeah. me, what happens is the people around me go up, and yeah. I rejoice in that. And as yeah. as I rejoice, I go up. Amen. And look at that; everyone is going up, you know. And and that's the beauty of it. That's God's system. Yeah. The path of the righteous, like the morning sun, it just gets brighter and brighter yeah. and brighter. But when I'm neglecting the people around me, when and, and recognize it's not just like if I'm not doing this, everyone's life just gets worse. Right. Like my life can go down and everyone's life can be going up Mm -hmm. if I'm not choosing to make those decisions. So my life will rise and fall, you know, based on how I'm planted and committed to to Mm -hmm. these relationships. Um, But when when I'm making an extra effort for that unity, man, when people go up and I'm rejoicing, we're all going up and we're all blessed. And what a beautiful body that that is is to be Mm -hmm. where everyone is glorious. Because remember, God's, returning for a glorious church right he's coming back for a glorious church mm-hmm. what's a church a glorious church look like looks like christ mm-hmm. and what did christ look like he said i love you and i give myself up yeah. for you so it's self-sacrificing love yeah a choice and commitment to unconditional giving at the leading of god self-sacrificially i'm i'm putting like you were saying when you brought up that one verse is you know um and you were talking about going underneath and lifting people up i forget what the verse is but there was a verse you brought up that Brings this point. I just don't Galatians five twenty one. I think so. That yeah. one. Yeah. Submitting yourselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To one another is whenever I do that, the iron is sharpening the iron. It might not feel good at the moment. I might not really like because it might cause some conflict. But if the conflict is healthy, we're all going to go higher. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because there's there's friction that that that's involved. But we're going up, and life is just getting better, and, yeah. and we're blessed because mm-hmm. we've committed ourselves to the body. And to the, to the planting where God has given us. Amen. And life's going to go up. Amen. 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 Do mm-hmm. you have anything else? No, no, sir. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, uh, <laughs> did this minister to you? Did this bless you? Uh, just let us know in the comments. And uh, we're, we want to give you an opportunity to sow. But again, we, we mentioned this. You know, one of the ways that you can sow into this, into this word, honestly, is to sow into the, the people around you that, yeah. where God's planted you by praying for them, by, by seeking the Lord. Lord, Bless them, and if you want to use me to do it, show me how. You know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, mm-hmm. I'm, I want to minister to the people right. around yeah. me. I want to minister to the people that you've put in my life, and so that's one of the greatest ways that you can sow into this word is to apply it. <laughs> you know, that's the great, honestly, the greatest way yeah. you can sow into a word is to apply it to yeah. your life. Um, but another way that you can sow into this word, uh, and we want to give you that opportunity, is you can sow a seed 
uh, into this broadcast. And did you want to? Sure. Do you have anything to say about? We just we love you, mm, and we yeah. want your life to go as high yeah. as it possibly can. God loves you, and that's why He designed the system of sowing and reaping. Mm-hmm. He is a good God, and truly, this is the system that separates us from everything else because. He lays in our hand the opportunity to go higher. Like, that's what's in our hand is, okay, I've placed seed in there. The word tells us he gives seed to the sower. So if you want to sow, the word says he's going to place seed in our hand, and he says, what are you going to do with it? And we can do anything we want with it. But if we invest it into the word of God, the word does not return void. And we're going to put up some giving options on the screen so that you know where to go. But just... Simply, you can go to giveww.org, and that'll take you to all of the various platforms where we have opportunity to sow. But when you're investing in him, he fulfills his word. He never returns word. He outgives us as a giver. We can give to him, and he gives it back to us multiplied. Multiplied 10, 30, 50, 100-fold over what we sowed into him. And it's not just 100 times 100. It's like it's such a compounded amount back that God gives because he has every resource available. He is unlimited all-powerful, and he desires for you to prosper so yeah. much that yeah. as soon as you give him whatever seed he tells you to, yeah. he's like, I'm going to take it, I'm going to multiply it, and I'm going to give you a harvest so great you don't even have barns right. big enough to take it in. Right. I'm going to bless you on a God level of blessing Amen. you. That's his heart. The word tells us that he He makes rich and he adds yeah. no sorrow yeah. to it. He is the increaser, but he allows us to make the decision of, Am I going to be increased right, today? Right. Like, that's literally what we have to ask. Am I going to be increased today? Yeah. And if we'll do it his way, if we'll invest into him, he's then legally able to get all those gears yeah. turning yeah. to get his goodness into our yeah. life. So yeah. as you're sowing today, choose to be obedient, whatever mm-hmm. that obedience looks like. Don't hesitate. Don't feel like you are, are going to miss it if you sow or if you don't. Just hear from him. Mm-hmm. Ask him. And the word says that those who ask, they get an answer. Yeah. So don't even let that fear of, I don't know if I can hear. No, we can hear. We were designed to be able to hear from God. So ask him, Lord, do you want me to give? What do you want me to give? And then just be obedient to whatever Mm -hmm. that is. And as you're obedient, he blesses it. We can never out-honor God. He honors those who honor him. So today for every person sowing, whether you're giving on Tithely, Text to Give, Venmo, PayPal, Mm -hmm. cryptocurrency, whatever platform you're choosing, in the name of Jesus, it's blessed. It's blessed and it's blessed abundantly. It's blessed in the city and it's blessed in the field in this in this ground that it's being sown into as the authority has been given to me by our shepherds, Lord, I declare this ground to be good ground, abundantly blessed ground. And Lord, as they're sowing into it, I thank you that you are the increaser. You're bringing increase now. And in the name of Jesus, let it be multiplied quickly. Let it spring to life. Let it lay up a harvest for them in the future. And Lord, for the harvest that's coming to them Mm. now, I thank you that it surpasses expectations. In the name of Jesus, let it be quick. We thank you for it. Press down, shaking together, running over. It's returning back to them now in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, guys, thank you so much for joining us today for this word. Oh, I've enjoyed it. It's been good. Amen. And so we hope it blessed you. We also want to let you know that, heck, if you're, if you're here and uh, 
you know, there's so hundreds upon hundreds of hours of teaching on this YouTube channel. And so if you want to watch some more, just stick around. You know, there's probably some videos over there or down there. I don't know where they would be right now. Uh, actually, there's probably one. There's right videos here. everywhere. Yeah. Anyway, uh, at this point. But guys, thank you for joining us. Go watch another video. Your life will be blessed. We love you. We'll see you on Monday because it's yeah. Friday. We'll see you on Monday again for Lunch Plus. Love you guys. Hey guys, make sure that you share this video. That's one easy way that you can give into the kingdom is helping by sharing this word to people. So you can like this video. That helps. You can also share the link to your Twitter, Facebook. You can text it to your friends, email it, however you want to do, whatever makes you happy. But also, we want to let you know about Holy Ghost Weekend that's starting today. So tonight is prayer night. It starts at 6.30 p.m. So get here to the church, and we're going to be praying over whatever Holy Ghost leads us to for however long that he leads us to pray. And then tomorrow will be Soul Winning Saturday, the Word of God commands us to go and win souls, go and make disciples. And whether you've done it a thousand times before or you've done it no times before, don't worry, please come because we will be having a soul winning training and then we'll be going out and winning souls. And the next day is Holy Spirit Sunday where we have not just one service, but two. So we have our normal 10 a.m. worship service, but then right after lunch, we come back at 4 p.m., for another Holy Spirit service. And we start specifically at 4 p.m. so that even if you have kids who have school the next day, you don't have to worry about, I have to leave the service to get them in bed. We, we schedule it pretty early so that you don't have to worry about that. We hope to see you at any of those events. And if you can't make it, we'll miss you. But we'll see you on Monday at 1130. Bye.
Ang kayo sa akin.